Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. I'm back in my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys at fall. Hey, everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Got a little bit of football to talk about tonight. Uh, college is finally over. Glad to see the LSU Tigers pull that out. Um, they've been really good all year. Um, didn't start off so well, but it sure ended well. Uh, we watched it to about halftime, and uh, then we didn't get to – we went and eat and watched it and then came home. We don't get ESPN, so uh, – we listened to a little bit of it, but um, glad to see that Joe Burrows really do good. Uh, he's he's got an amazing story of you know how uh, where he come from and transferred to LSU and Ed Origin, how he wound up there. You know as a interim coach, and uh, they finally interviewed a lot of coaches and kept him and. Uh, you know, he's from down there in that part of the country and uh, just really a, a good fit for him, you know. And he uh, he did a great job there, no doubt about it. But Burroughs, you know, we watched, I think it was a couple weeks ago, we watched the East-West All-American high school game. And uh, there was several uh, recruits on there done signed with D1 schools and all that, but you know, they, they showed a lot of those guys that had been in the pros, and uh, there were several of them that had been. But, you know, there's a lot of these guys in the pros that wasn't high school All-Americans, you know, that took different uh, routes to get there, I guess you would say. And uh, so, you know, a lot of these players, you know, they think, that, you know, you're a, a five-star recruit right out of uh, – high school, going to college, and, you know, you're destined for the NFL, but it don't always work out that way. Uh, you look at how many small uh, colleges that are represented in the NFL, and it's really amazing. You know, uh, Jerry Rice played at a small small school. Uh, Terrell Owens played at a small school. Um, those guys were, were really, really good. Jerry Rice, probably the best wide receiver to ever play, and uh, – I know Josh Allen, uh, you know, plays quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. They was talking about him and said right out of high school he didn't get no offers, so he went to a junior college. And uh, in the junior college, he hadn't had no offers and said he sent a ton of emails out. And the only school that uh, gave him a chance was Wyoming. So, you know, then now, look, you know, he's, Buffalo's uh, quarterback, franchise quarterback, uh, one win away from, you know, playing uh, uh, one playoff win away from, you know, having Buffalo's first playoff win in years and played pretty good for a while. And uh, so, you know, there's plenty, plenty of ways and, and different paths you can take to, to get to these levels and, you know, just to, just from where Joe Burrows started and, and the way all that ended and 
you know, the quarterback from uh, the SEC going to Ohio State. And, uh, just glad to see him uh, win it. Uh, I guess he went on to break uh, Colt Brennan's touchdown record, I presume. I know he was one shy of it. Uh, he did he did break it. I was getting a, getting a cold here in my ear. So, um, you know, he, he's a great guy. You know, you want, you know, that's the kind of guys you want to see um, as leaders. You know, I, I like that, you know, a tough nose, uh, you know, hands in the dirt kind of guy. And uh, so just to make sure, you know, they uh, uh, don't uh, do not do things wrong. So I like him. He, he He's really good and, and uh, conducts himself in a, you know, in a great way. And uh, I, I just like those kind of guys. I know I'm old and old school. And, you know, back when, when I played, it was, you know, you score, you celebrate your teammates a little bit, hand the ref the ball, and, and it was over, you know. And you just different, uh, so much different today with all the riffraff, and they all want to celebrate after every play. And see guys like that still in the sport, still doing good. Win the Heisman, going to win the uh, national championship is uh, is just really great. And like I said, um, Ed Origin, you know, you can't uh, can't imagine, uh, you know, the path that guy took as well to wind up there. I heard him talking last night. Said he wasn't even, you know, supposed to be in that situation. But when he took the interim job, that it just turned things around and. They met with him and, you know, give him an opportunity. And uh, when they give him the opportunity, it figured that it would last too long. But he, he you know, proved them wrong and uh, went on to to do it. You know, and a guy like that right there, it's, um, I, I watched him a lot on the field. And, you know, he put so much faith in his coordinators and, and things of that nature to, to do their job. And I know – that as a as a head coach that's tough to to put faith in you know to put all the faith in the coordinators but i i guess at those those levels when you screen them and and hire them and and all that you you just have to you know you just have to make sure everybody's on the same page um what you want done and what's in mind and you know make sure you uh get all the plays that uh uh you know, that fit your, fit your personnel and, you know, what you're trying to do on the field. So just really happy for those guys. Uh, glad they glad they did it. Um, you know, not to uh, say anything about Clemson because they had a, you know, had a great year, <clears throat> a year where I thought, didn't think they were as good as they were in the past. And, you know, to make it that far, Got a great quarterback in their own right. Uh, really, really good coach. So, you know, I, I mean, Jennifer was talking about it last night when, uh, you know, when they hired him over there, Florida State was dominating ACC. And, you know, they interviewed him and said, you know, why would you something to do with, you know, taking this job? You know, it's uh, going to win 10 or 11 games every year, 12, and, you know, we have a great career. You know, he he just point blank, and they hadn't won anything yet. Is uh, you know, he said, "Hey, where I'm from, that you know, just winning those amount of games is not acceptable." You know, we want to we want to win all the games. So, you know, you gotta you gotta like him as well, and the things they've did um, over the past several years since he's been there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, he's a young guy, just a true sophomore. Got a lot of work to do, but you know I seen a stat last night, like the eight last eight games he threw thirty touchdowns and zero interceptions up until last night. Um, so you know that's that's pretty amazing, uh, considering the the first the first three games or or so he threw eight touchdowns and six interceptions. So uh, they're they're going to be tough to deal with again next year. Uh, especially having that quarterback back and several good receivers, and you know, it's it's hard to keep these, you know, 
it's hard to keep a dynasty together. It really is, especially at the college, high school, women's, all that stuff, uh, players leaving, going pro, players, uh, you know, graduating high school, uh, you get this women stuff, but, you know, so many players are one year and done. Um, so it, it's really tough, and, uh, you know, to, to be at the top uh, year in and year out for Clemson, uh, you're right there at it. I mean, I know you play to win it, no doubt, but you can't win it if you ain't in it. So, uh, you know, they were they were there, put up a, a good showing. And, you know, when we watched that game last night, I, I kept thinking that, you know, the field position for the longest time was LSU was inside their five on two or three possessions early. Of course, one of them, I think they went on to score maybe, but, you know, Clemson had great field position and didn't do a whole lot with it. I mean, they, I think a couple times they got held and uh, had to punt. But, you know, you get that great field position against those really good teams, especially teams that can play some defense. It's going to, it's going to come back to bite you. And I, and I think it did in the end, you know, it, um, you know, no, no doubt about it in my mind, the best team won. You know, the game, I'd say if they played that game, you know, 10 times, LSU probably win nine or nine or 10 of them. I just think they were, you know, that much better. I know it was a little bit of a rocky start for them, but, you know, they bounced back and and uh, got it got it together and, and uh, went on to, to win it. So, you know, and another thing, just think that's almost like a home game for them playing in New Orleans. You know, I think it's, what, 100, 120 miles from Baton Rouge to New Orleans. Um, said the crowd was like 70% to 30%. Uh, so that always helps. You know, when you play a game of that magnitude in your home state, uh, it, it's always going to help as well. But uh, for sure, they did a great job all year. Um, they uh, – you know, I, I thought a long time, well, for most of the year, Ohio State was the best team, and they were the second best team. And, you know, there we go. It just shows you how much I know about all that. So, um, but it was a great job. So, then uh, we go on to the NFL, and, uh, you know, what what about the Tennessee Titans? You know, who who foreseen them to be in the position they're in? You know, nobody give them a chance against New England. Uh, they go up there and just shut them plumb down. Uh, you know, then everybody that I heard picking games, you know, when they talked about the Titans going to Baltimore, well, that was a great thing they did, you know, in New England. But uh, this is Baltimore, Bar Jackson, and it's so much different. And it's been a great season for them, but they won't get it done. Um then they go up there and just pretty much maul uh, the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, you hear you hear these um, coaches, it's former NFL coaches and players and all this stuff that are analysts now, and, uh, you know, they'll tell you the formula to winning in the postseason is being able to run the ball and play defense. And uh, the Titans have surely did both of those the last two games. Um, now, they really really got another tough task this week, but, you know, they did beat Kansas City earlier in the year. Uh, we were actually at that game. Uh, when we went to the locker rooms to get ready to play our game, the, the Chiefs were ahead. And uh, by the time everybody got to the locker room, it was, it was a tie game or, or – the Titans have taken the lead, so it. You know what? Anything can happen. I, I'm. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they won, um, and I won't be surprised if the Chiefs win. The Chiefs have a really good team, and Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey, and man, those guys are really good, and it's just so easy for them. But I'm gonna tell you something. That thing, Derrick Henry, is is unreal. Um, he's He's big and powerful, and, you know, just look at uh, what he missed. One game, I think, all year, they held him out for a hamstring. Other than that, he's had uh, like 190 yards in the last three games, you know, 
an NFL record, and it just seems like he keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. I've seen his stat um, back, I guess it was when they played the Texans the last game before the playoffs started, and, and it was like the first quarter, he just slow getting going. Second quarter's better, and the third quarter's better, and the fourth quarter's even better than that. So as the game goes along, he's getting better and better and better. And that's what you need, you know, and he's a big guy. He gets a step or two moving forward, and uh, they don't want no part of trying to bring him down. So that's always, uh, you know, a a tough thing to do. So uh, they're running the ball, and and what about Tannehill? You know, uh, somebody said the other day, well, we're at practice, man, how stupid do you think the Dolphins are, you know, thinking now, but when he played at the – Dolphins, he didn't play a whole year. You know, he he got hurt every year. <clears throat> and this year, he didn't start the season out either. So, you know, it, it's hard to say, but, you know, some systems just fit players better than others. You know, that's the that's the hard thing about all these coaching changes, you know, that, you know, you take like Cleveland. Uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield's a, great quarterback yet or nothing, but I mean, he's getting ready to have his third or fourth head coach in his young career, you know, which is going to change the coordinators and all that. And, and, you know, that's one thing that made Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Dan Marino and Joe Montana, all these guys great is they played under the same coach and coaching style for, for all those years, you know, and and uh, the coaches are smart enough to realize, hey, these guys are that good. We can, you know, we can change their stuff to fit their system. So, you know, maybe that's help, <clears throat> helping Tannehill out, uh, you know, being able to take the uh, – with Henry running the ball, he's having to <clears throat> rely on throwing as much as he did in Miami. They didn't have a running game. Uh, the defense, look what, uh, you know, the defense is, is doing for the Titans. You know, they're they're coming on and playing really well and getting the ball back and getting them in, um, you know, good field position. And, you know, uh, when they're having to run that ball, those safeties are pulling up and, and run support, and that leaves them, uh, the back of the middle of the field open, and they took advantage of it on a big bomb uh, the other day. So I think I think that, you know, they got a chance. I know, you know, the last team that, that uh, won a three road games and made the Super Bowl, they went on to win the Super Bowl and uh, beat an undefeated, you know, New England Patriot team. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count them out. You know, it's, uh, I would definitely say that, you know, the, the, they're a team that nobody wants to play at this point. So uh, we'll see. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy for them. I know Mike Brable did a great job down there. Um, you know, that's about all I can say about them is, is, you know, nobody give them a chance, and, and they're doing it and doing it the right way. So we'll see, you know, what happens. And then, you know, you look at the Chiefs, on the other hand, you know, just uh, – we were at practice Sunday, and, and uh, you know, after practice, the girls sitting around said, Lord, the Chiefs are getting killed 21 to nothing, you know. And then before we get home to watch it, it's already 24 to nothing. And, uh, but you know what? Just just think how much worse could the game have started for them. You know, muff the punt, uh, turn over here, miss the field goal, just, just all that stuff. And then, you know, it was just one one score at a time. You know, that's all you got to do is one score at a time. Start start doing your job, and, you know, before long, end up just blowing them out. Um, you know, and I'll be I'll be honest, I'm not I'm not real surprised about that. I don't think I'm not as high on the Texans and Deshaun Watson as a lot of people are. I thought they were really, really fortunate to get by the Buffalo Bills. I think if J.J. Watt doesn't play in that Buffalo game. They do not win that game. Um, he he made maybe the play of the game by getting that sack uh, early and knocking them out field goal range, and then he disrupted several 
uh, different times when they played Buffalo. So I, I'm not surprised that the Chiefs went on to, to blow them out. I was, was surprised that, it, you know, they were down early. So uh, Andy Reid, you know, what a great coach he is. Uh, he's a, he's not much of a chance taker, just old, you know, old school coach and uh, scripts first plays the game and, you know, just been around it for so long, makes good decisions. And, uh, you know, it, even if they win, it, it, it's not going to hurt my feelings. I, I like that guy. I really like him, and I like Patrick Mahomes. I, uh, I like the way he plays, just, you know, just sort of loose out there and uh, run it when you need to, throw it, being able to throw from on the run at any different angles, you know, and, uh, find the open person and like to say, pull it down and take off when you want to, but he really wants to throw it versus run it. So there's there's a lot, um, lot riding on that game. It'll, it'll definitely, I think, be a good game because the last time they met, it came down to the to the very end, you know, and it was I don't know exactly what the score was, but it was it came down to the end of the game. Uh, I think the Chiefs might have missed the field goal to win it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, somewhere close. but So, that game being in Kansas City, um, you know, it could be cold. That might, you know, hurt the Titans a little bit. I'm not sure. Uh, but it for sure will be a good game. But it's going to be a loud game. Uh, they, get, they get good crowds there. And they say uh, that the sound, the way it, comes through that stadium is unreal so you know that's going to be loud and after the the way they pulled that game off last week um you know coming from behind and and end up blowing it out uh, it's going to be you know it's going to be a definitely a good game so i'm looking forward to it um like i said either way i'm not going to be mad i like both of those teams and you know um uh, they're all, they're, you know, all the quarterbacks besides, well, Garoppolo, I guess he's got one from New England, but as far as a starter, everybody but Aaron Rodgers is, you know, uh, going to be uh, fighting for a new, fighting for a Super Bowl ring as a starting quarterback. So, you know, it, it it's going to be, it's going to be a good game there in Kansas City and uh, maybe it'll go down to the, wire again, you know, the last play. It's amazing you think of this and you're watching these games and these teams and they play four quarters of football and all the plays they miss or, you know, they uh, drop a pass or quarterback um, didn't see a guy or miss an extra point. You play all that time and then it comes down to overtime. You know, that just always amazing. Or, you know, it comes down to the very last second of the whole game and uh, you know that's that's when you know you got some good teams and good competition and good games going on um you know if you're pulling for one team you don't always like that but you know as a fan of football you gotta uh, you gotta like those kind of games so maybe it'll uh, turn out to be that kind of game uh we shall see i guess uh let's see what other game did did we watch we didn't get the we watched maybe a little bit of the Minnesota San Fran game. Um don't know much about what happened there. I never even heard heard them talk about much. I know Minnesota evidently didn't play like they did against New Orleans because they got beat twenty seven to ten, I believe it was. Something along there. Um you know, and that that's sort of surprised me because they they got a good defense. They got a good quarterback, and uh, they had a good run game. Um, I don't know what happened, but I will. I will say this: in, in my opinion, and you know, uh, I think that out of the four teams left, that San Fran is the most complete, well-rounded team. I think they got an, enough run game, enough quarterback, uh, and the defense is is really, really good. Uh, and the special teams, they got a good field goal kicker. 
I think that, you know, they probably, and, and, and I know people probably dog me for saying this, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is probably the worst out of the four quarterbacks left, but I think he's on the best all-around team of of any of the four teams left. Now, that don't mean anything. I mean, they lost they lost some games, a handful or two or something, but um, they got a good young coach. Um you know, he, he come from the old school and uh, you know, their what about their their GM? Probably most people don't even know who their GM is. And that's John Lynch. And uh, he played uh for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm gonna tell you something, he's a tough dude. And uh, you know, he went out and got the kind of players that, that he wanted and Kyle Shanahan wanted and they've built that team out there and uh, you know, just the way they want it. So it, it sure wouldn't surprise me if, if they make it to the Super Bowl. And it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if they want it. Um, just, you know, just think of what one year from one year to the next, you know, last year Garoppolo gets hurt. Then what, they win three games maybe. And this year they've won, what, 14 now, I guess. And, uh, you know, just, just think of that. In one year, that's what a, a steady – quarterback can do and then you know players getting another year in the system and then you know look how young their defensive front is their defensive liner is like all rookies you know and they're they're playing good you know a lot of people say well that's some you know amazing to me uh all those rookies but you know what i i think that's a, a great thing is you get these younger players uh you know maybe in a little better shape you know a little bit hungrier than some of these others and you know where these other guys might you know not give 100 percent on this play you know these guys are probably giving more effort than than what those veterans are used to doing so it wouldn't surprise me at all if uh 49ers win it or you know make it up make it to the super bowl and win it um but uh we'll see i know uh green bay we watched we watched the game. Well, I'll say this: we watched the halftime of the game Green Bay played uh, the Forty ers and they got smoked. I mean, they got killed. Uh, I mean, they didn't even have like a hundred yards total offense in the first half. I mean, Aaron Rodgers completed like one or two passes, maybe. It was terrible. I'm just gonna tell you. Uh, so they better for sure. Uh, put up a better effort and, and uh, show up ready to play more than they did that game because uh, they just made enough plays against Seattle to, to win that game. I'm not going to say they look great. Uh, they made just enough plays to win that game. Um, you know, they did run the ball well enough. And, you know, regardless of what you can say about Aaron Rodgers, you know, of his attitude and all that. I hear all these people, you know, talk like he's hard to get along with, with the coaches and all that. He may be. But I'm going to tell you what he is. He's smooth as a clock. Uh, you know, he he's just – most of the time he was connecting there on those passes at the end of the game. He was running backwards when he was throwing the ball. I mean, it was like – I tell him, Jefferson, watch this. This is unreal. He's – He's running backwards, you know. When most people you following and running backwards, you underthrow the ball, and he's putting it right on the money. So, you know, as as much as I think the 49ers, I think they're that much better than Green Bay. I wouldn't sleep on them. I mean, when you got Aaron Rodgers back there, and uh, you know they got that good receiver and uh, tight end start showing up, running the ball, and their defense is definitely been playing better i ain't gonna say you know they they look tired and they give up a lot of plays but they've been playing better uh we'll say that but it's um it's i think it's gonna be a better game than it was the last time and you know if if they go on to win it i wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me any. uh they're you know like i say uh, aaron Rodgers has been there before how many games uh have we seen him carry the whole team, you know, have to make every play, and he's did it. So, 
I just don't think they, you know, turned him loose yet. I'm not sure. You know, they they said early in the year him and this young new coach had had words about audibles and this and that, and maybe they had. But I I know this much that that guy's smooth as a clock. So it it definitely will be, I think, a better game than than the last time because it was a terrible effort and showing that they put up the last time. So. I'm uh, hoping that they can. Uh, it will. Def- I'm hoping it definitely will be a better game than than what it was. So uh, I guess we shall see. You know, the uh, one of them plays early and one of them plays late. I guess they're both on Sunday this week. Uh, probably one on CBS, one on Fox. Uh, so you know, by next week we will for sure know who's who's going to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, like I said, it, it for me in the AFC, it's, it's a, either one is fine. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, uh, pulling for the Forty Niners. Uh, a lot of people pulling for the Packers. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I'm not. I ain't gonna say I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, but man, that guy's good. He he's smooth as a clock. You know, and those those kind of guys are about a thing of the past anymore. So. It it should be definitely um, a great game. I did notice uh, Jennifer told me today that uh, a lot of the schedules have been out for women's football uh, throughout. Seeing where the, the WFA had released theirs, um, they've got I don't know how many teams they've got, but we've seen several of them have moved up a a level or, or uh, you know so and. Uh, so their their schedule's out, and uh, they play an eight game schedule. Uh, they some several several teams not in the state of Tennessee, uh, with two I guess uh, in the WFA. So uh, it, it I guess they start the second week in April. Probably is usually when they start championships in the. Championships in the middle, April 4th is when they start. Uh, championship will be in the middle of July. I know the uh, USWFL schedule, I'm not sure if it's posted, but the teams have got it, and they start the week uh, last Saturday in March. Uh, the championship for them is going to be, I believe, June the 27th, I believe is when it is. So uh, they're getting started a week earlier and going to have the championship a couple, three weeks earlier or something like that than, than the rest of them. And I'll tell you what, you'd be surprised. It might be a little bit cooler uh, at that time because, boy, last year, mid-July, it was, it was like 100 degrees. It was meltdown city. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. I don't think the WTFL, I'm not sure that they've released their schedule yet. I'm not sure if they have. If they, uh, if they have, we haven't seen uh, anything on it. So maybe maybe in the next few days or something, they'll be uh, releasing theirs. Uh, the WNFC, I guess they've released theirs. Um, they play a six-game schedule. Uh See the USWFL is playing a six-game schedule this year, as well as the WTFL. And you know, if I can't, you know, say that for those big teams and you know teams like the it's in the WNFC, you know, about a six-game schedule. But definitely for for the small market teams and for a lot of the travel and stuff, those six-game schedules are not a bad thing because time the playoffs come and uh, if you win a playoff game or two and make it to the championship, you'll have played eight or nine games, um, you know, and trying to cram them in there from the 1st of April to the last week of June, uh, you know, before that championship game in in those leagues where the the championship's in the mid-July, you know, that's tough. That don't leave you many weeks to – take off and you got several, you know, big holidays in there with Easter, Mother's Day and Memorial Day. Uh 
most people don't even pay no attention to Father's Day, but it's in June as well. Uh, so it, it makes it tough to to get all those regular season games in. Um, and if you're traveling very much, you don't get a break, um, you know. And so for these small market teams, playing that six-game schedule seems to be the, the better fit. And I know a lot of teams like to play eight, and, you know, it's, I guess it's whatever suits them. But, you know, most teams want to play eight, but they don't want to travel anywhere to do it. You know, and so uh, even even in the with the WFA schedule, we seen where Knoxville's got some. Uh, not maybe not necessarily them. I don't know. They're traveling the boat, but I know the Capital City Savages are coming down from Lansing, Michigan. That's a good good long trip. And either they're going to the Richmond Black Widows or Richmond's going to them. Um, that'll be a pretty good trip. So um, you start taking several of those, you know, those those kind of trips, you know, with these small market teams, it starts to take a toll on, you know, these women. And like I say, you know, you, if you're like us, we got them from young to, you know, on up. And these uh, girls, some of them got school. Of course, they'll be out of school for long, but they got that school or, you know, single moms or both and work, and so it it takes a toll on them. Now, I, I'm like I said, I you know, for me personally, I'd like to see them play ten or twelve games if you had the players and you know all that. But when you don't, you know, I'd say I would be surprised that the majority of women's teams in all these leagues are probably Division three. I'd say that the majority of them are Division Three, and that means 25 players or somewhere around that number or less. So, you know, when you start to think about that, uh, you know, you have a few that can't go to a game here and can't go to a game there, and you get an injury or two, you know, before long you're down under 20, and uh, you start traveling and uh, getting players sore and beat up, and you don't have a week off, you got to turn around. It takes a toll on them. You know, I think that's one thing that there's a lot of these teams don't make it, you know, because they've got so much so much going on. So, you know, maybe this six game stuff, maybe it is the is the way to go. You know, maybe uh trying to get uh, you know, eight eight or nine games with the playoffs and and a championship or something, you know. So I'm not sure. Uh we'll we shall see it's you know, it's going to be here before you know it. I know that uh, Tri-Cities Thunder, I believe, is scrimmaging. Uh, well, I know they're going to scrimmage. Dirty City Dynamite. I'm just not sure. I'm pretty sure it's the 15th of February. I believe that date's set. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be here before we know it. Uh, then, you, you know, then there's a jamboree uh, they're going to play in and uh, South Carolina. So, that's the end of February. There's going to be it, – it's just around the corner. It, I mean, it'll be here before you know it. You know, what is it? Probably two and a half months away, ten weeks away, I guess, something like that from from uh, women's football kicking off, you know. And it, it seems to go by so fast every year. And, you know, it, uh, I know the first year we had this team, we practiced for – for a whole year almost. Uh, well, it was a whole year, a year and something before we played the first game. And it seemed like it took forever to get here. And then once we started playing, it seemed like it was no time. The season was over. And then that first off season, it just drug by and drug by and drug by. And, uh, you know, now it uh, we get started so much earlier. Like this year, we took about six weeks off and then, had to get ready to play in the game in Nashville, and so there, there's it'll be here before you know it. I know time time creeps by, creeps up on you, and it can fly by. You know, um, if we ain't ready, it's going to be on top of us, and we won't be be ready to play. You know, I know it's hard. Uh, Heart, one thing, of course, this winter it ain't been too bad. It's been really warm, but you know, a big thing is 
of getting these girls ready to play because you practice in the cold and then you play in the warm, you know. But this year, at least here in Tennessee, it's been uh, really warm for the winter, and uh, we sort of been lucky. Uh, one thing though, this dang flu bug, it, you know, it's hit hit about everybody. I know one one practice we had was going to have over half of the girls out just for, you know, being sick. Some of them have taken, you know, taken it back and shoot. I've had to crud myself and took a whole round of antibiotics and still got, uh, you know, a sinus infection or something. So it, it's tough. It's still sort of crazy how this goes around. And, you know, believe it or not, that'll, that'll slow you down. Having girls miss and here and there and new girls showing up and, you know, just all that coming together, it, it's tough. So, you know, it, it, we definitely got, got work cut out for us, everybody. It ain't just one team. Everybody's in the same boat trying to get their teams ready to play, you know, and get ready for some scrimmages and see where you're at and see how your team's going to stack up and respond, you know, after uh, losing players here and, losing players there and putting new players in and you know it's their time to step up and see what they got you know it's uh heard nick saban say you know talk about losing all them coaches he said well you know it's it's a great opportunity for somebody to step in and see how good they can be and uh you know i firmly believe that you know people i hear people all the time boy i need the opportunity if i could just do you know get a chance well you know what here, here's their chance, you know, and it happens on every team, well, probably not every team, but most of the teams every year, you know, of, of losing a lot of players and uh, having to rebuild, and I know it's like that for us here. It's always a tough gig. Uh, we're in a small area, and if it wasn't for, you know, a lot of these girls traveling, uh, we would be in the in bad shape and getting players it's just hard to get them the biggest thing is you know getting these girls to commit that's that's been my thing you know for years and years and years and you know not being owner of the team this year you know these girls that that do on the team they're starting to see you know how how it is when you know all this maybe all this time when they thought I was just harping. Now they're starting to see the, the side me and Jennifer seen forever, you know, and uh, why you were. And I mean, you know, everybody, everybody's got a reason for missing practice. But I'm gonna tell you, if you're not looking forward to that practice every time that it is, then then you're not going to succeed. And I'll just tell you. And if you got 25 or 30 on your roster, and you got 15 or 16 showing up to practice regularly. You got 15 or 16. You better be ready to play those, and they better be tough. So that, that's what you're going to be dealing with. Uh, those others, you know, just here and there, I mean, I know it's tough, no doubt, but if you want to play, you got to make that commitment. And with commitment comes long sacrifices. You know, we we were, uh, you know, in the middle of uh, sold the league, sold the team, and was in the middle of retiring herself and you know we we knew what kind of grind it was and we just wasn't sure you know we wanted to to go that grind and uh, you know once we decided to you know it we're in it and and that means every every time practices and games we're, we're in it for the long haul until we decide we ain't and you know that's the kind of players that you want you know, you you want players that want to be there, that look forward to, to being there, would love to practice every day, you know, and uh, just make it happen. That's that's what I always tell them. You want to play, you'll make it happen. There's more than one way. You know, i got a job as well. Jennifer's got a job. Uh, you know, other owners on this team or coaches, they've all got jobs. Um but, you know, for the most part, they seem to figure out a way somehow balance stuff and make it work. And I think that's the biggest success for for these girls or women's teams that, you know, have held it together forever is, is those girls really 
loved to play and would really do anything to play and win. And, uh, you know, I, I've seen a few of those players, and, you know, we have a few on this team. Uh, but, you know, I've seen a few, you know, leave as well. Uh, things that go their way, they were up and gone. So, you know, it's it's tough. And, and I hope, you know, I hope all of our girls can, can get it together and, and realize that, hey, we got a, a great opportunity here uh, to play. You know, so many women don't get the opportunity. You know, I know um, – a lot of girls their whole lives wish they could play, and then they get, you know, up in age and have a family and kids, and times pass them by, and you know, and and all these girls got an opportunity uh, to do it, and uh, you know, then they just sort of take it for granted. So maybe they'll get it together. Maybe, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll see women's football prosper across the country. You know, not just here in the east, but in the west and south and the north and midwest and, you know, all that. So it's, um, it's going to be here before we know it. I can tell you that. So um, good luck to all the teams that, uh, you know, want to be playing. And, uh, you know, it won't be long till it starts. And then a few weeks after that, we'll be talking about, you know, who's starting to separate themselves from, from front runners and who's, you know, going to have to drop back and punt and re, rebuild and reload again. You know, it happens every year and it happens to the best of us. It ain't just, you know, certain teams. It happens to a lot of everybody. So uh, let's see what's going to happen in the next, next few weeks and maybe I can uh, start getting some of these teams or some girls on some of these teams to come on here and talk about playing and things of that nature. Um, also, we've seen where the, what is the XFL? Is that what they're calling that? The new league is the XFL. We've seen that, what, they're prepared to start the week after the Super Bowl, I believe. Uh, Fox is going to cover, cover at least some of the games. I know they were advertising on, on Fox, and I guess that, is it Vince McMahon? Is that who's? Who's doing it? Um, you know, he's a he's a smart dude, no doubt about it. So I guess he'll he'll figure it out and make it work. I did see they were advertising that Connor Cook, um the a guy from Florida, Aaron Murray from Georgia, not Florida. Uh I can't remember who that other quarterback was that they showed. Uh guys that have played in the NFL uh are gonna be the quarterbacks we've seen for three of those teams. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe it's going to be some good football. I know they got a, a new wrinkle to a kickoff uh, rule and a new way they're doing the kickoff. Can't wait to see that. We we just seen a little piece of it or heard them talk about it, but it sounds crazy. But I think you kick from like your own 30, if I'm not mistaken. And neither team can move until the ball's been kicked and the guy on the receiving team receives it. Once he gets it, I believe you can you can take off. So, you know, they if they got some good kickers, uh, you still should get the ball around midfield. I, I would think. I mean, if you, what do they usually kick from the thirty-five? They usually kick from the thirty-five, and they kick them from the thirty, twenty-five, or thirty, somewhere along there. I know it's deep in their own. So, you know, those NFL kickers kick from thirty-five out the end zone. Well, I guess maybe not get as good a field position as I thought, but I know if I'm not mistaken, the rule is you can't, neither team can leave until the receiving team catches the ball. So that that guy should have a run, a good head of steam by the time he meets somebody. So if, you know, if he's fielding it around the five or the 10, then he, you know, he should probably be up around his, 30, 40 by the time they get to about there. So, yeah, they still probably get pretty good field position. I don't know exactly if that's the rules exactly, but it's something along that line. Um, I believe there's going to be some more wrinkles uh, in there to the to the rule. So, um, I can't wait to 
see it. You know, I'll, I'm 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 anxious and excited to watch this football. I've uh, seen NFL stuff. I, I love football. I really do. People think I don't. I love it, but it's just gotten way out of hand. And uh, you know the way they act. And, you know this thing where Antonio Brown showed his hind end and threw a fit. And I mean, man, those guys just don't know. You know how lucky they are to have. Uh, played and, and made that kind of money for playing the game they love. So, you know, it was like the other league that didn't last last year. I thought there was some good uh, good football in it. So, you know, maybe we'll see a lot of the same guys here and uh, some new faces, but I'm I'm hoping it really works. Um, give some of these guys that hasn't, haven't had the opportunity to, to maybe uh, show what they can do. You know, I, I'm I've said forever that they put base salaries on on every position and then put incentives and things of that nature, you know, we'd see a lot better football. Who was it? Is it the um, – what team did that linebacker play for that got snubbed for the playoff with Green Bay? Uh, said he was on a base salary and couldn't, uh, couldn't reach his incentive because of oh, his Pro Bowl. If he made the Pro Bowl, he would have got a big bonus, and he he's only making well. I say he's only he's making league minimum or something like six hundred sixty thousand, and that would have been another bonus for him. Um, and he made the first team All Pro, but because of the uh, All Star game or the Pro Bowl was picked by fans or at least part of it, he didn't make it. So you know, and he led the team in tackles. I forget how many tackles he had. So I, I just believe that, you know, well, they'd never do it now because it's got way out of hand. But, you know, at one time, um, they would they would have been able to, to make that stuff work. So uh, it, uh, they, they've let it get so far out of hand now, they'll never do it. Uh, but, you know, you got these players holding out, won't play for, uh, finish out their contract till they get a bigger, till they get a better deal. You know what? Let them go on. Good thing they don't play for old days because I'd send them packing. You can bet your hind end on that because there's guys out there that can play. Uh, you know, a matter of fact, that guy played on Philadelphia's team. Uh, they're one of their better receivers that finished out the year. <clears throat> Actually, was on their practice squad for a long time. Turned out to be maybe their leading receiver this year. He may not make that team next year. Somebody'll pick that guy up. Uh, he he was that good. I just think that you know, given the opportunity, there's enough of these guys in the NFL that if they're given that opportunity, they can they can make they can take advantage of it. Uh, but these teams get so much invested in all these guys that they can't. You know, once their once their performance goes, they got all that money tied up in them. They can't do nothing pretty much but play them. Um, I just I don't think they should. I think it should be a uh, a base salary and then with incentives. You you're the leading rusher, you get a big big bonus. You lead the league in touchdowns, you get a big bonus. Same thing for quarterbacks. Every position. I'll I'll tell you, you'd see a lot of hungry players. Um, I don't have any idea, no, no clue, of what the XFL guys are are making or are going to make. But I'll promise you, it's nowhere near what the NFL guys are making. And uh, you you wait and see if we don't see some good football. Now we may it may be a little sluggish first because I'm sure uh, <clears throat> they haven't had the practices that you know the pro teams get to have and. Probably, you know, what the pro teams have over five preseason games. Those guys probably haven't um, got to have a preseason game. They had, what, one camp or something. We've seen them uh, doing a camp on, on the Internet, um, working out. And then, they, you know, they were showing this uh, kickoff thing. So uh, not not sure exactly out of what kind of rules they're doing or how many quarters or or how many quarters, how many minute quarters or anything like that. But uh if I'm guessing they're gonna have a few few different rules, uh or they wouldn't have 
change that kickoff. You know, I really look forward um, before long. I, I think it's heading in the direction with as many touchbacks as we get or the amount of penalties you get or the amount of injuries you get on kickoff. I, I look for them to to uh, get rid of it but before long. I, I really do. I just, um, you know, it's shoot, there ain't hardly any special teams that, you know, it used to be a big thing. Uh, you know, you punt one or kick it off, somebody's running it back. It don't happen much anymore because there's so many dang penalties. You know, every time you see a good run back, you look and there's flags laying all over the whole field. Um, so, it just, to me, it, you know, it's it's a part of the game that, you know, especially in women's, you know, last year we started that, you know, no kickoff deal. I haven't seen the rules this year. I don't know if that's what they're going with or what, but, you know, for for us, uh, when I when I watched all the women's teams or talked to them, there was only a couple teams that really wanted to have the kickoff, and that was because it was to their advantage, you know, of being able to have a bunch of players, and they only had a kickoff team, or the other team wanted you to kick off to them because they had some speedsters back there. Well, when when I watched this. As a whole, watched a lot of foot, women's football and film. What I seen was, especially in the Division Three level, and like I said earlier, probably the majority of the teams in women's football are in that level. That you know, when they go to kick off, they got girls out there that shouldn't even be on the kickoff. You know, so what's those teams do? They either, if they're smart, they onside kick it which the other team usually can't run it back, gives you an opportunity to get it. Or two, they're not smart enough to onside kick it, and they kick it deep, and some girl blows by them. So, you know, for me, it was like, well, I can tell you right now, uh, you know, we're changing out, what, two or three girls, and the rest of them played the whole game, you know. You're just going to onside kick it. Well, you know, you say, well, having a kickoff, it's part of football. Well, okay. Is onside kicking it every time part of football? No. So, I, there, you know, this way it gives the, you know, there's, you're guaranteed if, if you start the game, you're guaranteed the ball. Or if it's your time after the half, you get the ball. Or after every score, you get the ball. You know, you score several times and you, you onside it. I mean, you got a 50-50 chance of getting it. And, in women's, I'd say that's a good percentage. Now, in the pros, it's, what, what 6% or 3% or something chance of getting it. But in in women's, I'd say a 50%, 50% chance is a pretty high percentage, you know. So you got an opportunity to to get that, get that thing every time. So, you know, why not just uh, take the rule out and give the team – Team the ball, save on injuries. Uh, you know, fatigue sets in. These girls, you, like I said, if you take 25 players, you get one or two hurt here, one or two missing there. You got 20. You know, you got 11 playing offense. You usually got about six of those, six or seven playing defense. Uh, so they're playing the whole game. So you change out a kickoff and you put girls on there, you know, that are tired. That's where these injuries come about. And I think, you know, before long, if the NFL is going to, uh, you know, say, hey, enough's enough, because they tweak that rule every year. Every year they have, uh, have when they have that rules committee thing and talk about it, the first thing they start doing is tweaking that uh, kickoff rule, you know, changing it here and there, you know, like this year, you used to, you used to be able to, get back there five yards deep and run with the kicker. Now you got to stand there and the kicker passes you. Uh, you can't form no wedges. and So every year they're tweaking it. And I just think that at some point they're going to go back and, and look at the amount of injuries. Um, how many kickoffs were they even run back this year? I don't have no – I didn't see one all year. Uh, there was. Uh, I didn't see very many. So you got to – 
You know, that used to be a big thing. You kick to somebody like Tony Dorsett. I mean, he'd take one the distance, you know, for the Cowboys back in the day. You you just don't see that today. I mean, you can just about almost plan on seeing almost a run-back kickoff in every game years ago. But now all these guys are so big and fast that you just don't see them anymore. So, I mean, it's really gotten to a part where the kickoff is, you know, not part of the game unless, I mean, they kick it out of the end zone or, you know, a lot of coaches want to uh, squib it so they don't get a chance to run it back and give you a chance to get down there um, to put them in first field position than just taking the ball. So I, I think that, you know, it, it may not be this year and it may not be next year, but they're they're getting closer and closer and closer toward it. And, you know, the first time um, – I ever heard about it, uh, you know, was Mary Butler had mentioned it one time when, you know, we were on the call and she's still on the league and, um, you know, about uh, she had some some safety guy on there and he was talking about it. And, you know, I, I thought about it then, uh, you know, and, you know, what a, uh, the ins and outs of it was. And, you know, then when you, you get down there and you put it all into motion and, Hey, it was the it was one of the smartest things uh, we ever did as far as you know the league. And now one thing it does it makes you drive you know see the idea you know in NFL's pin them deep you know make them drive the length of the field. That's sort of what this does you know is it makes you drive the the length of the field you know instead of if you onside it and get it you're up there about to pitch you or 45, and, uh, you know, so you don't have to go so far. But, you know, when you take it at 25, it makes you go the length of the field, but which to me is more like football than onside and only having 45 or 50 yards to drive to score. So, you know, it, it makes you it makes you work harder to get there, and uh, it's safer and, and better uh, to move. So I, I hope that uh, – you know, I hope that that rule's still in place this year. Like I said, I haven't seen any of the rules yet, but uh, I'm sure we'll be getting them in the next little bit. I know the schedules, uh, I think they were released today. And uh, so it uh, it should be a should be another fun year, you know. Um, it's, hard to, it's hard to say how good you're going to be to get some of these new girls in action. I mean, I know I've got, a lot of girls that I know what can do, but I've got some that, you know, I just don't know what can do. And uh, we're going to we're gonna see here, I guess, about a month, we'll know. Uh, one thing I know about dirty cities, they're going to hit you. And uh, that, that's a good thing. We're going to see how tough we are or how tough we ain't. Uh, so I can tell you this, we played uh, the River City Sting down there in uh, Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee, and they got after us, and they were hitting, and, uh, you know, right off the bat, you're going to be, you're going to win, you better be tough. What was it I said just earlier in the show, you know, playing good defense, running that ball is the recipe for success to win. Well, you're going to run the football, and you're going to play good defense. Two things you have to be is tough, and if you're not, you're going to find out real quick, uh, you know, and that's what I say. We're going to find out real quick how tough we are. We ain't in the next next month or six weeks. we got a couple of things going on. It'll tell us a lot about our football team, um, you know, of where we're, where we're at. I know we got a lot of tough girls. Uh, got a lot of good players. Like I said, we got some that I'm just not sure you know, how they're going to respond. So we shall see. But, uh, well, I guess that's about enough gap for me this week. Uh, next week, we'll for sure know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, should be some really, really good games this weekend. Uh, look, looking forward to that. And uh, I'll try to start uh, rounding me up some uh, girls in the next week, two or three or something to, get on here and maybe talk some football and see how they excited they are to 
to be starting the season. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that. So I'm Coach Johnson. Until next Tuesday, we'll see you then. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.